Welcome to the third uh, instalment of Five Better Podcasts. I'm Jim, and uh, join me as usual is the incomparable uh, Guy. Hello. And uh, yeah, for those of you who haven't listened before, just a quick rundown of the rules. The idea is that we pick a song, an initial song that we're going to um, talk about and uh, discuss a little bit, and then we're going to find five better songs that have the same theme. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to look for that, look for that. Um, interesting one this week. Uh, it's, um, this is our first kind of live one really. I'm going to pass over to Guy. Yeah, this is, this is our face to face. Um, <clears throat> so the past two episodes have been on, on the sort of the phone using Skype. And, um, so this is a bit unusual, unusual for me and Jim. So we're now, we're now sitting opposite each other, which is never, a, never a pretty sight for either of us. Um, and now we've actually got to talk to each other properly face to face without, you know, getting distracted looking at our phones without, um, you know, without having to make eye contact. And uh, it's generally going to be possibly, it might be a little bit uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. It's true. I, I haven't sat with you in a room for, for years. I mean, there's a good reason why he moved out of the area that we're currently in, which is uh, in North London. So um, let's see how it goes. But we're also, um, luckily, we've been... Um, uh, supplied by uh, a lovely room we're in, which is in the Great Northern Railway Tavern, which is on the Hornsey High Street in uh, London, in a, in a, North London, and it's a, it's a fantastic room. They've, uh, they've it's a beautiful room. To be really, honest, it's, it's a lovely. It, room. It's almost Regency in its uh, in its uh, in its design. There's a beautiful picture of uh, an austere-looking woman over the fireplace. I'm sure we'll, she's we'll holding. A a, for that. It's either a very very, very basic sort of phone. Or, or a sandwich. Just, or a sandwich. It's a, sandwich. <laughs> it's a black sandwich. Basically got a sandwich around. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, so we're up here and it's a great Northern Railway Tavern, which is a fantastic pub. Uh, we're not getting any free beer for this, but they're a good pub. Um, so if you're, if you're around this way, come come down. But yeah, so we're, we're up here. So we're, it's also, um, we're planted by the window, so there may be a bit of that outside noise happening occasionally. Okay, so yeah, and uh, you know we we are sorry. I said okay, so again, and I sort of always <laughs> got to try and stop doing that. I do it in the, all the time, but we're okay. you know me and guy. Okay, so for me and guy in a pub is often a dangerous, um, dangerous combination for for the three of us. Um, especially as big part of this podcast is what the we're drinking. Of three of us, well, the pub is the third. Person. Oh, okay. I'm talking in third person in the pub in the third person, uh, but we are you know part big part of this podcast is what we're drinking. Um, today, uh, it's going to be a bit different today because we're both drinking the same thing. We're playing dealer's choice down at the bar. So whoever's round is goes down and picks, uh, picks a couple of drink, uh, picks a pint and that's, that's what we're having. Um, so the drink of choice at the moment, this is our, we're, we're one pint in, this is our second pint. This is, uh, an American pale ale, um, and, uh, it's five point eight percent. That's about all you need to know. So the the dangers are are there really. Um, five point eight. I mean, God, that's that's a lot, isn't it? That is quite a lot. That <laughs> I mean, is that, that's lot. more than Stella, isn't it? I mean, Stella was Stella's five five point two, depending on depending on where you're buying it. Well, we know, we know, what, we know what Stella's are renowned for, don't we? That, that is the kind of the, the, well, the sort of the brackets of why the wife beater. Well, that's, why, that's why we left the wives at home. Um, I'm not sure what this is going to be called. This is going to be called. 
I'm probably going to get off with you drink. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it is. Uh, I think it is. Get off. Um, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And uh, next time it's guys turn at the bar. Um, we may we may jump in with what the what the new pint is. Uh, we don't know. It's going to be crazy. Who knows? Whatever. Depends. Depends how much this five point eight hits us. Really. Um, okay, uh, guy. As you know, does have a, a more superior music knowledge to me. And well, the podcast was being edited this week. He, um, by his brother, in fact, uh, Guy's brother joined in and, and edited the podcast for us this, uh, last week. So uh, thank you to, to Simon Gogsy Merry for for that one. And um, but whilst they were doing it, they uh, discovered a few corrections. And so with his with his finer music knowledge, Guy wants to chip in with a couple of corrections from so, last week. So episode two, we looked at um, songs better than... You Can't Touch It. It was so memorable, I forgot. Um, <laughs> you Can't Bend It by... Uh... You Can't Touch It. So we found about a million songs better. Um, and it was about the senses, wasn't it? And we found... And Jim mentioned the song uh, by Jimmy Cliff. I can see clearly now... now do you know what it hurts that you always pick at my uh, my choices? Well, you know, there's, there's a second correction, which is which is which is all about me. Oh, okay, I fair got enough, that wrong. So that's the, good. That's good. I'm, sh- I'm sharing the blame on this. I thought I was just getting punished. <laughs> yeah, just some notes, Jim. Uh, all <laughs> of your five shots. Just some notes on your ideas, Jim. Um, Basically, do better next time. Yeah, be better at everything. No, so Jimmy Cliff, your version. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the I can see clearly now song actually wasn't by Jimmy Cliff. You, Jimmy Cliff did cover it. Do you know what? You're going to have that. Tell, he did cover it. But do you know what? When you told me, I knew that it wasn't by Jimmy Cliff. As soon as you told me, in my head, I knew that it wasn't by Jimmy Cliff because he covered it for Cool Runnings, the movie, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, it was in and, and I knew, but I knew that it wasn't by him before as soon as you said it. And do you know what? It's, it's a correction, but it's not, it's not a slap on the wrist because actually uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing to say that you can't record and bring up a song which is a cover song exactly that's, that's um, true but I do but, think that if you listen back to the podcast <laughs> we we confidently claimed that it was a song that was uh, endemically linked to, to Jimmy, Jimmy Cliff <laughs> <laughs> so clearly we know bugger all about music <laughs> which, uh, which which sets uh, which sets episode three up really good you know, really, really yeah. uh, you have confidence listeners into what we're talking about uh, but then the original version of um, I Can See Clear Now was by Johnny Nash, not Johnny Cash. For those of you thinking, you may have misheard it. Um, no, Johnny Nash did the original. Um, but, you know, Jimmy Twist is a good version. It's not a problem. Now, the second correction, hmm. I, I must say you, and again, I'm going to bring you back into this because we talked about Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit, I did. Yeah. Uh, and then we met, I mentioned about the video, which was mm. set in the gymnasium. And you said, mm. was that the video... Well, what was it you I thought think, it was? No, I thought it was Come As You Are, but interestingly, I looked it up yeah. as well. And, and I can't remember what the song was called, <laughs> but it isn't Come As You Are. No, it was in fact In Bloom. That's it, In yeah. Bloom, yes. And I, Big in the Chelsea Flower was, Show, I believe. And I think it's, yeah, it's huge. I think it's the second song, never mind. But maybe not sort of third or fourth single they released off, off that album. Uh, and the third or fourth videos. But yeah, so the, it did bug me that, because that suddenly came to me. It's like, no, it's, yeah. not, it's not that video. Because actually... Um, do you know what come as you are he's swinging on a chandelier yeah and, I, that's, and then I got confused and uh, I, I like I think there. I always that, I just think that's a hilarious video when they're in those sort of weird uh, dinner lady type dresses at the end like yeah. thrashing yeah. And, but then I honestly I couldn't have told you what In Bloom sounded like but I remember the video 
Yeah. In, in Bloom was one of the first songs they wrote. Mm. Was, I think it was on it was an early release on um, on their first album, but they didn't, it didn't quite make the first album. But yeah, so it's an old song. Um, so anyway, there you go. Two two corrections for both of us. Yeah. Uh, yellow cards for us both there. Mm. Hopefully this week we won't get any of these wrong. Um, I'm quite confident my ones are, are by who they say they are. <laughs> but they're, well, I've quality controlled mine, and so <laughs> all of mine are by who they say they are. However, some of them didn't ha- didn't quite fit the bill, so I've, right. had, to, I've so, had to edit some. Well, listen. So we've had a, episode one. We've had about colours. Episode two, we had about the senses. Jim, what is episode <clears> three kind of theme, and what's the song we're going to be talking about this week? Okay, so episode three. This one's for the youngsters out there. Uh, and we talked about it a few times in the last couple of podcasts, how we were kind of picking songs that were, um, you know, all, all of our songs seem to be coming from the 70s and 80s and, and even before. And uh, we were trying to get up to date and, and, and uh, appeal to the youth with this, uh, this one. The song this week then is um, Louis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee with uh, featuring Justin Bieber with Despacito. So let's have a quick listen to that now. Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. Deja que te diga cosas al oído para que te pierdas si no estás conmigo. Despacito, quiero desnudarte a besos despacito. Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto y hacer de tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito. Oh, I don't know. How I, feel, I don't know how I feel about that. I've got to be honest with you. Well, I suppose the idea of the podcast means that we don't have to love the song. Not at all. We're we're not at all. I mean, we, we, we've said it's to, we, we've said that we all along five songs better than a song which you think is a classic, and actually yeah. that has been well, this has been proven to be probably, if not, well, it has been. It's well, the biggest song downloaded, isn't it? It's true. Four point six billion streams. Exactly. This has been this has this been the, the hit of the summer since bloody March or something stupid. Since you know it's. It's a season early, and it's been hit of the summer. And I'm not going to lie, it's not the best song around, but I quite like listening to it in my car. And I'm in on the way, way, way to work, and it starts playing. And this, this is a bit out there for me, really. But I don't mind the Bieber lyrics. Oh, God. Oh, come on. It's, it's all right. It's okay. It's good. Like, sunshine on my darkest day. I like that. At least I know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go through what... Well, let's, that, the, well, this is the thing about the songs. So, obviously, this week... So, that's our song, isn't it? Five yeah. songs better than Louis Fonzi, Fonzo's Despacito, which, obviously, therefore, the link is... It has to have a song, which is a, a title of the song, which is... Um, and I hate to sound all kind of Nigel Farage, sort of foreign. Yeah, so, it's got to have a foreign language title. A foreign language title, and it can, it can be either foreign language throughout, or it can have English-language-speaking uh, yeah. verse, singing verse... Um, but it, it, could be, to, it could be English speaking all the way through. It just has to have a yeah, foreign title. Exactly right. So this is it. But I, I did a, so I did a translation of the lyrics. So mm. that's let, me, let me read you some of this and see what you think, Jim. Bieber's yeah. lyrics or the no, no, no. I'm going. I'm going for the full Espanol. So yes, you know that I've been looking at you for a while. I want to undress you with kisses slowly. This is the lyrics, by the way, not me serenading Jim. I was going to say, I'm saying sign, sign the walls of your labyrinth <laughs> and make your whole body a manuscript. Right, that's nice. Hello. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn it up again. Turn it up. Turn it up to 11. I want to see you dance. I want to be your rhythm. I want you to show me your favourite places, 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 places. Let me surpass your danger zones to make you scream and forget your name. Two, two. 
I was quite turned on. I'll tell you the truth, that's a bit... It's a bit racist, isn't it? I'll tell you what, if that was in English, that would be banned on Radio 1. Come test my mouth. Well, I'm Excuse sorry. Me? I'll, just... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say that again. Come oh. test my mouth to see what it tastes like to you. Um, oh. Today, hopefully, you haven't eaten Marmite. It doesn't sit Mind you, I quite like Marmite. So. I take it or leave it. Love it or hate it. <laughs> um, any free Marmite wouldn't go in me. As any decent researcher will do, I went, I went straight to Wikipedia to find out mm. some things, and this is where he said, it is a reggaeton, I'm not sure what that is, a reggaeton pop song, I get the idea, yeah. a reggaeton pop song composed in common time with lyrics about having a sexual relationship, well I think we established I mean, about that, come test my mouth, well, this is the best bit, Perform- finding your lab, going up your labyrinth, <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone, it's a dark place no one returns from, performed in a smooth and romantic way, yeah. He says suave a lot, and doesn't suave mean like smooth? In the, I, I was listening to it, I was listening to it on the way to the well, let me look at the today. Translation. And he does say suave quite a lot in there. He also says burrito. I'm always up for a burrito. I like a burrito. I'm, I'm definitely up for a burrito. And uh, say so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I quite like. I like it. It's a summer song. Uh, all the way through June when we actually had some sunny weather. I mean, admittedly, now July, pinging it down with rain, left right, centre. August, early August. August, yeah, it's August now, true, true. And uh, it's raining heavily. Um, but yeah, I, no, I, I like it. I like hey, it. It's his, fun, his... it's funky. And, and let's be honest, we're trying to appeal to the kids, so we've got to play something that the kids are going to know. And the Fonzie, apart from having a fantastic forehead. As, as I, and a fantastic <laughs> name. If you, look, if you look at the Fonzie's forehead, uh, on the uh, on the single cover, um, it is incredibly high. But he's he's quoted as saying, "Despotito, a, a danceable song because Latinos are known for being happy people." Yes, yeah. I've uh, always found Latinos happy. Begs the question: Have you ever met an unhappy Latino? No. Apart from that miserable <laughs> one. It was a right grump, wasn't it? It was a miserable old sod. Um, God, Jose. Uh, Jose, yeah, Jose. <laughs> Scottish, uh, Spaniard. No, I, I don't know. I, I think, look, I think it's getting 4.6 billion people. Is it billion? Uh, yeah, and yeah. 2 billion views on YouTube of the video. Like, people can't um, be wrong, man. And, like, 2. Point, 2 billion views on YouTube, and I'm not one of them because I haven't watched it on YouTube. 3.3 so, 3, 3. million certified sales. Bloody hell. That, I mean, that... Honestly, songs I'd wish I'd written. Number one. I've got to be honest with you, though. It sounds a lot. Of, it, uh, this is again. I mean, it's my second reference to Monsieur Farage. Yeah, it does sound a little bit like other songs I've heard. Does it? But I was listening to. Um, does it not? It, it, it sounds very Euro. It sounds yeah. very. Um, it's it's, it's could be any club song I've heard since twenty years ago. I went to Benidorm. I heard songs. It's, it's classic. It's classic Spanish Euro pop. It's classic Spanish Euro pop. And I was uh, driving back from Pepper Pig World um, two days ago, and uh, d- like, radio, I'm Radio Two listener, but it got all gone very wrong on Radio Two, and I couldn't listen to whoever was on. They were, they were annoying me. So my wife put on there the Capital, the Capital of General Scouts. The Capital. <laughs> she put on the Capital, but she put on Capital Radio, and it was like uh, the top seven at seven or whatever that they yeah. do, and. This song was norm had been number one on the top seven at seven for like months, and they were going, "It's been replaced, it's been replaced, and it's been replaced at number one by 
Enrique Iglesias, someone else singing in Spanish, someone akin to Justin Bieber, and it's basically the same bloody song with three different people singing. Obviously, the words are slightly yeah. different, but the music is pretty much exactly the same, and it's like, okay. So they've kind of got into the vibe of, right, that song's good, everyone wants to listen to it, let's do something very, very similar. They get, do you know what they're doing? They're getting in there before Brexit. <laughs> they're getting in there before Brexit. It's a lot like... Um, uh, what's his name? Not Justin Bieber. He's yeah, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Justin Timberlake's uh, uh, "Can't Stop the Feeling." Yeah. Now I think that is a that's a banging tune. That's a great I think tune. that I hate that tune. Do you I hate it? I hate it. Oh. And I think that is a massive oh, rip off of Pharrell's "Happy." Because it's got, if you listen to the lyrics, it's got very similar type of lyrics. It's got, you know, it's got, if you're in... It's got a different rhythm to it. It's though. got a different really rhythm, different but rhythm. it's like, like they've gone, sure we want to write, no, they're going, we want to write something that's going to be like Happy by Pharrell, but we can't make it too obvious. And it's, honestly, it's got the claps in it, it's got all of that going on. Yeah, it's, then you could go back to Pharrell's song, which was a rip-off of like, um, he got sued, didn't he, by, um, uh, is it Marvin Gaye, isn't it? So, you know. Marvin Gaye's dead. <laughs> The estates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I he physically rose up. <laughs> Marvin Gaye was turning his grave so much, came out of the ground. Get the fuck out, get the song out of here. Put it away, Pharrell. Um, but I really liked Pharrell's Happy, and then I felt Justin Timberlake's song had so many, like, touches of we're just basically trying to rip this yeah, off. Justin Timberlake's ripped off Michael Jackson before, you know, he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's, that's his kind of shtick. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's a good song, that one. I, like, I do like the, uh, the Timberlake on that, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, it's not uh, my, not this song in hand, Despacito, I'm sorry, you can't call a song Despacito, it sounds all heroic. And like Anto- I've got images of Antonio Banderas looking all hot in some sort of like very tight sort of uh, spandex. And uh, <laughs> then you work out Despacito means slowly. See, I, oh, I, don't, I don't want to be slow. I've got to be honest with you. I don't think heroic for this. Because Despacito, to me, sounds like Desperado. <laughs> <laughs> and I think of a load of Brits abroad in um, uh, in Ibiza or uh, Magaluf or wherever they are, looking at girls from across the dance floor. <laughs> thinking, whoa, Desperado. I, I want to chat you up, but I'm a bit, I'm a bit desperate. No one really likes me. Which, admittedly, was probably me when I was 17, 18. So, I'm, you know, but did you know, wander, did, well, did you have the Desperado and wander over? Despiso, Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'd have wandered over and said, Suave, look up my labyrinth, darling, uh, maybe I'd have got on better than the 50 yard stare and uh, waving. You should have said, come test my mouth. Come t- <laughs> I think I would have got punched in the mouth. <laughs> right, so I think well, I think that's enough about... Oh, okay, that's Despacito. That's the a song. We've got five, five, five better. Five better. So I think I'm feeling for you, this is this is something that isn't going to be difficult. And well, I've oh, got to admit, uh, I, I'm not going to find it too, too difficult, I suppose, because there's a lot of foreign language songs that I really like. But uh, I, I kicked off last week, so it's down to uh, down to you to kick off. So right, um, shuffling of papers, I have notes. Um, <laughs> right, this this song now traditionally all our, all of our songs have been fairly sort of popular uh, from the sort mm. of the popular music genre. Uh, and they, you know, they're often being from bands or solo songwriters, uh, singers, singer songwriters. Um, and obviously, the, the, I suppose the challenge this week was finding a song which was possibly non English, yeah. and finding a song which may not have been uh, may not have been as popular. But I'm finding five better songs. This song, I think, it isn't definitely. It's, it's Italian. Um, 
Ciao. And uh, Ciao Bella. And uh, it's, uh, it's a great song, track. It's from an opera. So, I don't know, songs? Yeah, songs from songs, opera? Yeah. Songs, yeah. Um, anyway, this Aria. One, is it an Aria? I don't think it's an Aria. I don't know. Arias are in operas. That's all. Oh, that's know. all I'm chipping in with. We're going to we're going to Google that as you hear this song. I'm not going to say what it is. So just have a listen to this this beautiful beautiful tune. Clearly know that song. Right? It's Luciana Pavarotti's Nessun Dorma. Now, that, this for me is a memory song, Jim. I've got to be honest with you. I lo- this song is for me. It's the essence of 1990 World Cup. I think for for, for men of our age, uh, this is and, and and maybe older and older and maybe a little bit younger as well. But this is definitely yeah. a memory oh, song. Complete. This evokes so yeah. many memories. I mean, the song the song for me. You know, and to be honest, not until I had to sort of research it properly did I, did I even know. Or I didn't really even care where it came from because I think a song can stand alone as it is. And this song is from an opera. It's from Puccini's opera, Turando or Turando, if you're being Italian. Si. Um, and it's in the third act. This song comes in, and um, Ness and Dorma. And again, not until recently did I go to Italy and spend a lot of time there. Did I realise even what translation of Ness and Dorma went, which is nobody should sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like it's the main character from this opera is talking about. Knows you're sleeping, he's talking to his princess bride he wants to marry. Um, that aside, I mean, the, the, it's, it's, he's got such a rich voice, well, he had such a rich voice, Pavarotti. And, you know, if you think of Pavarotti, everyone will think of, and I, and I said this in episode one and two, the go to song, Pavarotti's go to song, is, is this, isn't it? Nessun Dorma, he's there, he's got a massive belly, massive beard, he's got a huge, massive voice. This and, and and obviously, and it, uh, every, it's in those <laughs> <laughs> yes. that, that and Joe Dolce <laughs> are the go-to songs for anyone who's who's Italian. But um, yeah, what was it about 1990 which, which stirred up such good memories for football for us? Well, it was probably the, the only time in the in our generation for, since well, no, in our generation where we've seen a decent English football team actually perform. <laughs> It's at a World Cup to a oh really God, high standard. It's the only standard. time we've ever won, a, got into a semi-finals, a pre-World Cup 66. Yeah. Uh, calm down for us. And it's, it's, but it's also, it's the only time that we've won knockout games in the, in the World Cup. It's the, it's the real kind of, but you know, it's the Gaza moment, isn't it? It's the, it's everything about that semi-final. We were equal to uh, you know, one of the best teams yeah, in the well, world. Well, in they Germany. were the best teams. They, they won it, West Germany. No, they? they lost to Argentina in 1990, didn't they? Oh, no, they won it. No, no, they, they won, won it. it. They lost the, yeah, that's the right. time before. Maradona cried, um, didn't they? I, mean, I suppose what also win. made that song kind of more prevalent, because it was, it, well, I suppose why I'm mentioning this, because the song is associated with the BBC uh, football coverage of that mm. tournament, wasn't it? And they, that was their kind of, that, that was their song they used. Yeah. Um, it reached number two in the UK single chart yeah, because of that. Do you know and what I, I think with that song as well is, I think that one that song 
and I might be going out on a bit of a limb here because I don't really remember before, but that song is, that's when football became like emotional. Yeah. And that's when it became like, you know, important to people. And you had a song that was belting out with 20 pounds worth of emotion in there. And, oh and, yeah, I mean, and, uh, I mean, it's it's actually really nice. It's a lovely, lovely yeah. tune. Um, it's got all the right kind of like build up. It's, it's, it's climatic at the end. It's got a, a fantastic kind of like ending, which is like, you know, the Vincero, the Vincero. And again, I had no idea what that meant. No, it, no, and to be honest, at that point, I didn't really care. I just loved the fact that it was, it was a rousing kind of ending to a song. And you could, that last note he held, which mm. you, you subsequently you watched him perform it. You see the sweat falling off his head. Yeah, yeah. And, and it works. Hanky, you know, Devin, ha- Hanky at the end. He's, he's, he's quivering. He's got his little dress suit on. Um, it's and, another one. Just, just to go into that with Pavarotti a little bit. Um, another amusing story about people I knew when I was young. I remember my cousin. Um, uh, it was a New Year's Eve. Him, his, he would, his parents would come over. My auntie and uncle would come over, and my mum and dad went out. And me, him, and a lad I went to school with were at, were at our house, like just watching late night TV on New Year's mm. Eve, waiting for the parents to come home. And they were playing Pavarotti. My cousin's going, oh, fatty, fatty, you can't sing. He's rubbish, he's awful, he can't sing. And me and my mate were going, look, you don't like it, that's fair enough. But please don't try and sit here and tell me Pavarotti can't sing. Because if there's one thing that man can do other than eat, is sing. <laughs> <laughs> Bad on your fake phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but he can, he can, you know, the, the guy can, and you, it's one of those, I think it was one of those pinnacle moments for me of like, uh, not a pinnacle, epiphany moments yeah. for me of, you, I can understand that someone can sing or that music is good, I yeah. just don't like it. And it's like, just a, yeah. a, a kind of 15 years old or whatever. Well, it tra- it translates so well, doesn't it? Because actually, <laughs> you know, pop, opera didn't really sort of exist really. Yeah, no. the kind of modern kind of like 1990. British culture, apart from maybe TV adverts. Yeah, um, and at our age, someone would be going, oh, do you want some opera? We'd go, mm, yeah, opera, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate Sh- that. Shove it. But um, I also like the fact, the lyrics. So, so once, previously we said about Vincero, the last kind of mm. three, three words he sort of says, which is, I will win. I will win. And that's what the song's about. He, he's trying to um, seduce this princess. And he, he's got a kind of like, it's got like a sort of, um, it's basically the Italian version <laughs> of Despacito. <laughs> oh God, I know. No, no way, no way. But what I like about the confidence of that is I will win, I will win. It's like, mm. it's almost like the opposite of a football chant. The football chants are, we're going, we're going to score, we're going to score. We might score in a minute or you're, you're crap. But it's so confident, I will, I will win. But I think that's, that must have been why they chose it as the, the BBC tune because I, like, you know that that makes sense as to why now it's that gladiatorial yeah. gladiatorial. Oh, it's very chest out. Gladiatorial it? like, yeah. tune, and I think the song was a perfect soundtrack. I think it's those moments which is, which are perfect. Yeah, for sport and like you know finding the track which will support that is 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 you know it's crucial for our memories, isn't it? Which is yeah. what this is. Um, I also like I said I like the arrogance of like I will win, I will win, I will win. Ironically, Italy came third. Yeah, <laughs> in the World Cup. 
But also what I quite like <coughs> about that is that the confidence of someone saying, I will win, I win, makes me think back to the 2006 entry from Lithuania of the Eurovision. <laughs> we are the winners. <laughs> we are the winners. Yeah. Well, you're not, because you, uh, I think you came, uh, I think you're sixth overall. <laughs> i tell you what, though, that's not a bad shout, sixth, compared to Britain, who I think came last, the UK came last. Well, maybe, even, I don't know, who's 2006, our entry blue or smile or, you know, we, you know, if the problem is we're not a boastful nation, nation are we Brits no we're not we're but so I've so got, got to be honest with you I thought we are the winners of Eurovision was a clever um, and it was four blokes smiling yeah. and happy standing up for the key change yeah. so it had everything really but, uh, maybe, but that, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's another podcast but I have to say at that point if we're talking about um, uh, songs linked to that like we are the winners um New Order, World in Motion. Mm. Could that be one of their better songs? I mean, we you know, can all Blue Monday, but is that one of their best songs? That was released for 1990, wasn't it, World Cup? Do, do you know what, New True Faith is my favourite one of theirs. Okay, okay. Um, but, like, I like World in Motion, but it's one of those songs that it just, people who love it, when you, they just really piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> you're poo-pooing it I mean come on I'm not poo-pooing the song I love this song I think it's great I think the John honestly John Barnes rap is brilliant and it, he was on um, something for the weekend recently and they were mm. talking about it and he just said he was the only one that turned up they said <laughs> he was the only one that turned up they said do you fancy doing a rap he said yeah alright then and and like uh, I'd have done the same thing and I can't knock him for it because I think the rap's actually good and he's got some big smiley faces in there but by the way none of us know that rap which is why it looks so <laughs> this is on the whole package about Italian 90 which made it so mm. such a perfect kind of storm for me and a perfect kind of a memory was yeah, Pavarotti's Ness and Dormer had a, had a fantastic 99 performance from Lineker Gascoigne yeah. and he cried his eyes Butcher. out Butcher, Galilica, my Mr. Cameron, have a word with him. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Stephen. Trevor Stephen, David Platt, <clears throat> but Bobby, um, Bobby Moore. Lord Shilton. <laughs> Lord Shilton. Uh, obviously Shilts. Um, Scalacci scoring off the goals. Scalacci. And it, that was supposed to all be, be all about Viali, wasn't it? And then yeah, he didn't yeah, turn yeah, up yeah. really and Scalacci was banging him in. Yeah, I think he buggered up the next World Cup and he missed the sky the penalty. No, that was Baggio. Was that Baggio? Baggio, oh, Baggio yeah. wasn't it? Okay, yeah. Baggio, did, did play in Italian 90 and that then led to him signing for Juventus from uh, Bari for a load of money. Uh, it was like the biggest transfer at the time. But yeah, Scalacci was the, the man. He ended up signing for Inter. Um, okay, so we'll, okay. we'll let's so look at... Pavarotti's right, Ness and Dorman. There we go. That's my, and, that's my uh, memory. Are we saying that's better? I'm, I'm going yeah, um, to say no. No, <laughs> I'm going to say of course it is. Um, how can we how can we say anything different than uh, than yes it, it's better musically it's better musically written um, it's just uh, it, it's it's an opera song that I would listen to over and over oh, again yeah, and definitely, definitely. Um, Pavarotti would turn in his grave if he thought we thought it was a worse <laughs> song than Despacito if, if he had the room to. so uh, okay good well done for that one that was that's a great choice actually really like that.
So, Sam Pompomar there by Plastic Bertrand, one of my all-time favourite Belgian punk tunes. Um, <laughs> of, course, of course, there's about three or four close, closely followed it's, by that. Yeah. It's difficult to find uh, to find many better than that in the no, Belgian punk Maybe world. you should list a couple more, Jim. Um, well, let, let me read you through some of the lyrics here. Go on. Um, Yam Bam, My Cat Splash, Rests on My Bed, has eaten her language by drinking my whiskey. Concerning me, slept little exhausted, teased. I have had to sleep in the gut- in the gutter. I was going to say guitar the then, guitar. But, which would have been better. <laughs> Damn you, plastic! You ruined it. Um, honestly, it, there's a load of old nonsense here. There's a, a, a darling came towards me, doll from cellophane Chinese hair, a patch, a snout of wood has drunken my beer. Lots of things drinking his booze here, which which kind of gets <laughs> gets him gets him irate. But I do remember, I, I did love this song. Um, I remember seeing Plastic on Top of the Pops and he had mm. uh, bleached blonde hair and a purple jacket and some very, very tight leather trousers and he bounced up and down like a pop pixie that he was and... Um, and and I, I really liked it. My brother, me and my brother used to really like this tune. Um, and then years later, while working in a restaurant, I worked with a Belgian guy um, called Robin. And if you ever listen to this, Robin, it was always a pleasure working with you. A really nice bloke. Um, and uh, we used to hang around quite a lot after work uh, and mainly play computer games, really, uh, in the in our off time. And uh, he was from Belgium. And I said to him, oh, man, I really like Plastic Bertrand. What the bloody hell is it all about? And he said, basically, it's it's the guy going, uh, we could go out, we could do this, this could happen, we could... But Sam Plampomar means it's cool for me. It's, it's fine for me. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. do whatever. And uh, it's... I suppose it's kind of anti-punk in sentiment, really, because it's like, you know, it's, everything's cool, we'll just go with whatever. Go it's with kind of hippie punk, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's... Um, but no, and it's just it, everything about it with the music. I suppose this is a guilty pleasure song for me, really, mm. because you know he has got the most ridiculous name in Plastic Bertrand, um, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, you know where where do you go from there? But he, uh, it's, I, I, I like the tune. I like the music. It's been used in a number of ads. It's good. It's really like it's co- it's yeah. Like, that's the thing. I. I, I I, I, yeah, I recognise the tune. Didn't, didn't really know much about. Well, I don't know much about it at all. Really. Um, his name. Uh, in fact, I don't know much about Belgium really, apart from you know, Poirot and a few other. Obviously, we knew we knew someone from university called Trina and, and Euro Carl. And, and, yeah, and Euro Carl. So, um, not, not, and not that Nigel Farage hates them. <laughs> but Nigel Farage was employed by Belgium for a bit, wasn't he? Was he in Brussels? Well, yeah, part of the. Uh, He's got a lot of airplay on this podcast this week. No, I, I, I don't mean for, to have for, for a frog-eyed yeah. tosser that I really hate, he's getting far too much. He's, uh, you know, are there five better frog-eyed tossers that you can name? No. The, Toad, they, Toad Hall? I don't dislike Toad from it's, Toad Hall. Then. It's, not, it's not a frog. It's not a tosser. It's Toad. It's a Toad. <laughs> Kermit the Frog, not a tosser. Kermit the Frog's a legend. He is. He's lost his voice though, hasn't he? The yeah. person who played him for the last 25 years has now been given the sack. He's, he's on his third voice then, because Jim, <laughs> exactly. Jim Henson carped it. And, uh, so, uh, God knows what we'll sound like now. Um, but no, um, it, it's, 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 a, it's a fine tune. It's a good tune. It's yeah. a good tune, isn't yeah. it? I, I like it. It's, um, 
I think but he's done nothing since. Is what you're saying, is he, is he a one-hit wonder or plastic? It, it kind of is. In, right. in this country, definitely a one-hit wonder. I think, it, it, from from my understanding, he was pretty big in Belgium in the 70s as a as a kind of punk guy. But he, in this country, he never... <laughs> he was like, I want to get him on Farage again. But he, di- he didn't sing in English. No. And uh, he, was a, he was a Belgian punk. He was going to sing in Belgian. And... Uh, you know that, that oh, well Flemish or mm, yeah, French Flemish, yeah, or whatever he wants yeah. to uh, whatever he, I mean they can he can sing in so many different languages but it just yeah this is a great song it, it's it's as bouncy as Plastic Bertrand is and yeah. uh, it's 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 happy go lucky it's like honestly for someone who's a punk uh, it's a really happy go lucky tune and that's what I like about it. But then, does it call into question, is he an actual punk, if it's so, it's so sort of poppy? Has he got the kind of the Clash kind of syndrome, where they were considered, yeah, they, they considered themselves a punk band, but then they had like, should I stay or should I go, and it got, they got a bit commercial. Yeah. Maybe, so it's plastic about Maybe that's why he never sang in English, because he didn't want to go too commercial. He wanted to stay close to his punk roots. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Maybe. maybe. Um, Despacito, Plastic Bertrand. If it came down to it, Plastic Bertrand would have him in a fight. Oh, yeah. He's like a... He's like a bel- he's, he's, he's in his forehead. He's yeah. massive. So he's, and it, but he's like a Belgian... I always think of him as a Belgian Wayne Sleep. As <laughs> <laughs> a punk artist. <laughs> Which, if he ever listens to this podcast, he'll probably hunt me down and kill me for a plastic... I've got, I've got to be honest with you. There's nothing less threatening than a person who's compared to Wayne Sleep and it's called Belgium and it's from and Belgium. It's called plastic. <laughs> and called plastic. So I think, I mean, uh, you know, this is, this, is a, this is an easy entry, isn't it, surely? Plastic Bertrand. Uh, the music's great. It bounces along. He bounces around. It's cool <laughs> for him. I, I mean, you know, anyone whose cat's nailed on whiskey is, uh, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, the, 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 the official translation is it slides for me. In that slam, Sam Plampon wire, but it's, it's basically yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool for me. It's it's good for me. Um, you know, this is a, he's got rasped, ruined, exhausted, satisfied. That sounds like a good night out. <laughs> quite frankly, if you wake up in the morning rasping, ruined, exhausted, and uh, and satisfied, you uh, you are the king of the divan. What is that? Well, LA. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not doing bed, LA Taylor um, plastic. I think it, it may be the sort of the, the, the it's almost like the come down track of Despacito. Because mm. <laughs> Despacito is the wind up of the night, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And it's the is, moving slowly, we're going to go around sort of. Yeah, yeah this is like the next day, he's woken up, he's going to, do you know what? Yeah. It's, and, and it's the, uh, you know, that, it's great. Yeah, that's the hook, isn't it? That's yeah. the hook. Which I don't think Despacito has the hook. Yeah, he just has someone saying "despacito" or something, something, something. Um, so for me, the hook gets it all the time. Despacito. We've had a couple. We've had a couple of good songs so far. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go in now and blow the water out of all two. All, all three of the songs we've heard so far: "Despacito," "Ness and Dorma," um, "Plastic Bertram," and the. The population, what they're called. Plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as in the plastic population. Um, Maybe that's where Plastic Bertram came from. That's where his career started. Oh, no, he was pre as in the plastic population. <laughs> Maybe his children are. were the plastic population. Yeah, that is definitely... So. Listeners, if you can find that out first. If you can really find that out in the <laughs> this, this song, that we've had some joking. 
this yeah. song is the this is the business now. And if we're talking about songs which are musically better than Despacito, this is it. Rogers is chic le freak fantastic I mean you cannot get I'm sorry and this is where I'm gonna give it a little bit of a caveat le freak okay is it is it a sort of a foreign word is it a foreign title I mean it's got the word le it's got le so we're essentially saying it's the freak and chic is French you know that that fits with the sort of theme that song is is kind of encompasses everything about the 1970s disco era, funk era, chic are pretty much the kind of where it's at. Mm. They, they are the ones who invented pretty much that type of music. Mm. Niall Rogers, the composer along with Bernard, Ma- Bernard, Bernard Matthews, Bernard, <laughs> Bernard, Bernard Edwards, the bass player, um, they wrote that song. They were the coolest kind of dudes on the planet. They wrote that song and it still stands the test of time, which I don't, time, which I don't think you could save for Despacito, maybe not even a few months' time. Mm. Um, you know, that was released in ni- 1978. It is consistently consistently up there with one of the sort of like funkiest danceable tunes out there you could possibly get I've got, I've got to say Le with Freak. this song I've got to say with this song before you continue that you're utterly preaching to the converted because I love this tune yeah. I love this tune I love I love everything about it I love Nile Rodgers I love I, for me like I really like Nile Rodgers but for me everything about um, Chic is Bernard Edwards Bass playing, yeah, and and that, I absolutely that groove on that. Really, is yeah, that really it, listening to this really these sort of, the songs by Sheik really introduced me into the bass mm. as being the real part of the song that I loved. Yeah, and 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 yeah. So carry on, but you're preaching. No, it's, it's to, it, I, I know, I, yeah, I know I am because I think we've discussed it before about about them guys. But um, you know the, the the essence of kind of like. That kind of music is, is is really kind of they nail it absolutely perfectly, mm. don't they? They've got the fantastic kind of like you said the bassline, the groove. His kind of like very simplistic kind of like sort of like just playing over the top of the kind of music with his guitar playing. The, the, the sort of the girl singers, um, catchy choruses. Um, it's, Do you know what I think with this? Sorry to interrupt, go on, go on. but you know we talked last week about sometimes the Smiths tracks. Everyone seemed to be at odds with each other, and that's mm. why it worked. Morrissey's lyrics were slightly at odds with what Ma was doing, and then the bass. And yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. This everything complements each other. No yeah. one's fighting. No one's going. My instrument, who uh, misses, is better yeah. than yours. No, no, at all. Like Niall Rogers, a fantastic guitarist, but he's quite happy just playing like. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like a little riff yeah, over yeah, the top yeah. of the bass line and letting the vocals do the thing. And there's so much with it that is um, 
Yeah, I just think that, that this is a song where everyone's. This sounds really awful as well, but everyone's giving. It's yeah, giving. Everyone's giving, and everyone's going. You're you're. Well, there's, no, there's no star of the show. There's no star of the show. The, mm. the hook and the riff was the star of the show, and, yeah. and, and everyone kind of works towards that. And um, I, like, I also like the, the sort of the mythology behind it, which, mm. which was they were like the, one of the sort of resident bands that played at Studio Fifty Four, which is like, you know the famous sort of like New York nightclub where yeah, everyone yeah. who was everyone had to be there and was there from Prince, Madonna, and Grace Jones. It's like one of the she, things. It was. It was the for place me, it's like to I be. Wish that was where I oh, wish if I, I was. Th- I mean, imagine it getting, getting a, you know. I think if just I was, if I was twenty 54. years younger and had lived in New York and been able to go to Studio Fifty Four, I think my life would have been very different. It would have. I would yeah. have either been amazing or dead. <laughs> well, they, they always, <laughs> well I, think, I think people that turned up there were considered to be amazing I mean, yeah. quite a lot of them did end up dead um, I mean, there's whole, the whole kind of like you so know, you're saying I could have done both oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah possibly I mean I like the fact the, the idea that everyone there was so excessive um, you know and clearly, think, the, clearly it's a hedonistic kind yeah, of like, I don't know whether that's shameful whether I think my spiritual home is Studio 54 in the 70s or you know, whether that makes me a complete knob. No, I think it's such a cool place to be. I mean, it is a cool place. I mean, but, but this song, which is why I mentioned it, is, was was their response to the fact, as legend has it, that they were denied entry to the mm. for because Grace Jones put them on a list to go in and they were told they couldn't come in because she hadn't notified them for some reason. And they wrote that song originally to say, um, fuck you, and it was originally called Fuck Off. I thought that was, ah, uh, Free Cow. Yeah, which is, this is it. No, this is... Yeah, this is La Freak. Oh yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they used to they used to sing. Third party, third party. Sorry, I'm thinking of one of their other ones. But it's, it's like they did. They used to go, ah, fuck yeah, off. Yeah. Sorry, we've this is the first time we've sworn on the podcast. Sorry. I feel we've. Uh, you've let uh, you've let me down. Off, you've let me down. You've, you've let the listeners down. Well, most know, importantly, just, I've let myself. You've let your mother down. Everybody um, everybody's mother down. So not so the, so the sort of the, the, sort of, the Ida down. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. mythology of the song is great. Yeah. I mean the, the musician the clear the musicianship is brilliant. Um you mentioned Nile Rogers is is a legend. Mm. He is. I mean you know, he's he's still performing now. He performed at Glastonbury on a Sunday and everyone would agree, I think, that they should have been closing Sunday night. Oh, they were they were mate. I, I saw that twenty seventeen. They were fantastic, weren't they? The women amazing. there singing looked amazing as well. Oh, I mean it's all uh, it's uh, all such a good quality lineup. Like it? you introduced it as Niall Rogers chic. Yeah. But then they weren't no, they weren't. No, no, at the not time, at all. were they? No. I was going to pull you up on that. No, anyway, not at all. No, I say they, are, they are now because basically he's, he's the man. A, he's younger and left. But um, um, there's a, there's a brilliant story um, with Sheik uh, where they were um, their song "Everybody Dance" and um, uh, Niall Rogers went to uh, uh, Bernard. Is that like, what? What's do 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 do? Well, that's not a lyric. What's did it do? Don't worry, it works. It works. Don't worry. And it was just like they were going. This is just nonsense. We're just singing absolute nonsense, but it worked and uh, and it's a great tune. Yeah, that, uh, honestly. But, uh, the, um, oops, sorry. Was that you? That was my left. That was my foot. <laughs> I, feel, I feel someone came in screaming. <laughs> sorry, I just stood, I stood in the cap. Um, um, but no, I listen. I you could have said any song. Yeah. By. Uh, 
um, chic, and, yeah. and uh, I would quite happily. Uh, that's it's one of those. It was when we talked about Donna Summer the other week, and we talked about some songs from that era and disco songs have a cheesiness. Yeah, these are the ones that don't. These are the ones that musically uphold as as brilliant, and 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 that's why they've been sampled the hell out of by. Um, by rap artists and, 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 and artists through the last 20 years. And, you know, and also, just... he, he's still relevant because you know, he's played on Daft Punk, yeah. Get Lucky, you know, he's st- and he's, say, he's still touring, he's still playing to select crowds. He's got a personal conquest of overcoming cancer. He's, you know, he's, and, and he, I don't think anyone, certainly I know of and I've spoken <clears> to or I know I read about, has a bad word to say against Noel no. Rogers, which you know, I think is testament to his... And he's... To his kind of... Um, <laughs> Just Jim, just yeah, folding just up the Chris folding packets. Chris packets. But um, he's like, it's well worth a look. Is to go and watch the YouTube videos of uh, random access materials by yeah. Daft Punk, and uh, Nile Rogers is is talking a lot on there, and just uh, an incredibly knowledgeable and uh, yeah. and and uh, great. Uh, is it? Is it? Is, is, is it? Is it? Ultimately, he's, he's a bloody good guy, isn't he? He's yeah, a, he's a nice guy, a good guy, and he's he's just uh, brilliant. Come on, Jim, what is your second song? You okay, gonna, my second song, difficult, difficult second song. I'm uh, I'm going um, quite left field, I think. Really, it's, this is song, uh, it's song number four, by the way. For, song number four, four yes. Uh, I think I think this is miles better song. Um, my uh, second song is um, uh, a Turkish song. It's a Turkish song by a guy called Turkan, and uh, the Turkish name of it is Shimarik, uh, but the translation is Kiss Kiss. So let's have a So there we go, uh, Shimarik by um, by Turkan. Uh, what song is this? I suppose this is a memory song for me. Uh, the reason it would be a memory song for me is because my wife's Turkish. Damn. Yeah, there I we like go. Style, yeah. um, and uh, she's Armenian Turkish, which is uh, very important uh, to, to to put in. But she's she's born in Istanbul, and obviously, you know, we we've been on holiday to Turkey a number of times. But this remind this always reminds me of our first holiday in in Turkey. We went to Oludeniz, and uh, I was sitting in the bar. Uh, we were sitting in the bar, having a few drinks, chatting to to the to the barman, and. This song came on, and a lot of people listening will recognise this as Holly Valance's "Kiss Kiss." That's what I was. That's um, what I wanted to ask you. That was a, you know, that obviously was a cover. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. The song is great. But it's a good song. Everyone loves that it's, video of her. Yeah, because of who she is. Because at that time in the uh, was it late she, two, yeah, uh, she just uh, 90s, got, early two thousands. Yes, around um, then it was well. It's certainly post neighbours fans. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. Like, you know, she she's she's you know sort of a bit of a sex symbol, and um, she wasn't really known for her singing. <coughs> you know, a bit like a lot of the soap stars were known for singing. But actually, that's a really good choice of song for her. Yeah, um, it was. It was a really it was obscure, clever, clever choice. No one really knew the original with its with its uh, original uh, the, with the original song. But it 
it's got that um, kind of exotic uh, traditional Turkish yeah. sound to it. The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that sort of uh, that sort of thing as well. And then it's I mean it's just it's just one of those classic bits where it stops and it goes and yeah, uh, yeah. blows the kiss in the middle and uh, and. How old is that song? That song's got to be at least what ten years old. It's ninety seven. Oh it God, came out. It's, it's yeah, twenty years old. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's an old it's an old song. And so how uh, how old is the sorry, missed his name. What was his name? Tarkan. Uh, uh, Tarkan. So how how old is he then? If it's twenty years old, he's got to be, he's got to be at least what forty five. Let's have a look. At um, this. Let's look at Tarkan. He was born in nineteen seventy two. Oh God, so, so, yeah, he's older than us. It's he's, yeah, he's saying he's a Turkish, but was born in West Germany, but raised in Turkey. And it, yeah, several platinum-selling albums during his career. Estimated 29 million albums and singles sold. I just think it's a brilliant song. It's a, it's a great song to hear out. It's like it's got the, the like the banging drums. It's got the yeah the, the whole thing for it. And it, and it is kind of his sort of signature tune. Um, I can say that officially rather yeah. than making it up. Yeah, yeah Jimmy yeah. Cliff last week. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> It is it is his his signature tune, and I think it's just someone who, um, you know, what? Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a great song, and and he comes across as a, as a good guy. And I think just the the covering of it by Holly Valance as her like that was her big breakout yeah. single as well. It just shows what a great song it is. Um, you also forget how many songs are out there which don't make. So uh, British or sort of mm. westernised kind of, I suppose, you know, westernised and American westernised kind of like cultures, which, you know, just because we don't hear them over here doesn't mean they're not big yeah. enough. You know, obviously that's no, kind of clearly a big single over there that's, that's done really well. And, um, and, and, you know, he's obviously made a career out of it. But yeah, 40, 40, and he's 45 years old and he's still, and he's, he's still doing it. He's still doing it. Yeah. He's, uh, good for him. Good for him, Tarkan. Good for Tarkan. So I uh, would... Uh, Urge everyone to get on Spotify. Look up Tarkan, uh, T A R K A N, and uh, and look up his songs because he's he's got some brilliant, brilliant songs. Nat listens to him quite a lot um, uh, on Spotify. I mean, I, I can't say any, I know any other Turkish uh, artists apart from Tarkan. And you said that, but um, mm. um, no, I can't think of any other. No, you, you're, 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 that's your job next week. That's my job. Let us know some more Turkish. Ten, get, ten get better, on it. Five, five better <laughs> Turkish. Singers than talking. Well, so, there's, there's five more Turkish singers than Tarkan. Five, any Turkish singers. <laughs> any, so, any idea. Doesn't matter. So Tarkan, I'm, I'm going to say definitely better than Desposito and uh, and a good guy, all in all. And uh, well done, Tarkan. You get our vote over here. I'm going to go for a, gu- a guilty pleasure song, and I, and I, I don't know if this is a, it. It could easily come under memory. It could. It's not really popular or classic. Um, you might even say it's obscure, so it covers a lot of bases here. But for me, it's one of the again. I think I mentioned about singles that I bought uh, when I was younger. This is one of, this is one of my sort of first sort of top ten singles that I bought. Um, didn't, didn't we all? Didn't we oh, all? didn't we all buy this? I mean, it had a fantastic sort of lovely little sleeve, yellow with sort of black kind of squares in it, and that's obviously associated with a sort of type of vehicle. Uh, and uh, this is one of my favourite type of vehicles because I get driven around in it uh, when occasionally I, I decide to. Um, and well, a man, if a man called Joe was driving me, um, you could call him Joe the cab driver. 
mm. if, you're, if you're in the London. Uh, but actually, in, in, in France, you might call them this. I've got to be honest with you now. I mean, Vanessa Paradis could could say she could read Le, <laughs> she could read <laughs> say yes. Le, Le Marseille Le phone book, and I, and I would be drooling on the floor thinking that is the world's best thing. <laughs> Jola Taxi by Vanessa Paradis was one of the greatest singles I've ever bought in the 1980s um, for a number of reasons. Mm. The main reason being is that I don't think, apart from Claire Usher, who's it's all to be in love when you're eight and a half. I don't think I ever fancied anyone so much in the 1980s. Debbie Gibson, maybe. Madonna, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunita, a little bit. A little bit. Belinda Carlyle. Belinda Carlyle. Actually, okay, fair enough. Um, Vanessa Paradis. Vanessa Paradis, she had everything. Oh. I remember we went on a French exchange trip. So we we'll, we'll all talk about why it's a better song in a minute, but let's just let's just go about Vanessa Paradis for at least at least a half an hour. No, at least yeah, a few I, minutes. I remember going on a French exchange trip, thinking that all oh, the girls are going to look like Vanessa Paradis, and in my mind, they probably did. It was marvelous. That top of the, uh, it was a top of the pops performance. She, I mean, she was the same age as us, isn't she? She, she? Yeah, she's probably a bit slightly slightly bit slightly, slightly older, bit older, but yeah. Older, but I remember a bit. She was fourteen when the song came out. Yeah, and she was on top of the pops. Yeah, she clearly didn't have a bra on. Nope. She had a well. She was a. She had a. She had the blue and white stripy classic French t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, and she was a beret and onions short of being. Uh, I mean, she was as French in, in as sort of, sort of baguettes. Yeah, bad breath and she, sort of. You know. Basically, <laughs> had everything, wasn't it? It was. Oh, and it was. I just think for every, I, I just remember going to school the next day and every boy just went, oh my God, <laughs> this girl's as old as us. She, I mean, what, what was good about the song, apart from her, is she's fantastic. I mean, that, that, and the, and the funny thing is she did have a, an album, but no, no one really cared about that. And I suppose nowadays you would, you know, if I was a 14-year-old lad or whatever, listening to a young girl, I'd, I'd be straight on Spotify getting her albums. I didn't want to invest that much time. I loved the song, but I didn't really, mm. didn't really want to invest in the album. I didn't really know the album existed. And, and I think I bought the 7 inch single and I, and I watched it on Top of the Pops, like you said, mm. and I saw her. I thought she was lovely. But she didn't really come across as a, a sort of a credible artist or someone who had a, a certain amount of longevity. But the, the song was quite mm. bizarre. It was. Um, it was really bizarre. And, 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 so and again, it's, this, it's, is, this is the time before... It's like I could, a reggae track. But it had that sort of kind of like sort of slow kind of yeah yeah bossa nova yeah, beat bossa nova. I mean, it had an essence of kind of sorry the thing tune from sorry <laughs> wow. sorry mother <laughs> language Timothy. Um, it had that kind of feel. <laughs> the producer said to me. <laughs> it had that sort of feel to it, and again and again another reason why I like. I like I love those types of songs where at the time like Nessun Dorma. I had no idea what it meant. I didn't really want to. And you couldn't really research, like go on Google now and research translation, what does it mean? At that time, you saw, okay, Chill Taxi, I know some of the lyrics. And I remember mm. the 7 single had the lyrics in the back, mm. but obviously it didn't have the English translation. So certain things, I, I love, you know, 
Joe the Taxi, I got, oh, is it Joe a Taxi? Joe the mm. Taxi? Obviously, you realise eventually it means Joe's sort of the cab driver, but you're thinking, oh, is it is the taxi, the vehicle called Joe? What is she talking about a vehicle? It's bizarre. And then, uh, c'est la vie, you know, that's life sort of thing. Yeah. And there's a certain phrase, le ramamombo. And yeah, I used to le ramamombo. Okay, that's kind of like ramambo rum. Okay, so that's sort of an essence of kind of a dance feel to it. You were just making out, weren't you? Well, it was, yeah, clearly. And I had no idea what embouteillage meant. But le ramamambo, embouteillage. And it sounds such an evocative word. Mm. You sort of think, oh, it's French. It's got to be so deep. It's got to be an amazing word. It's got to mean something about love and about kind of like a longing for someone. And it turns (laughs) out embouteillage means traffic jam. Hey, right. I thought it meant. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, "Got enough diesel in the tank." <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's her sitting there with Joe, the cab driver, saying that's his stuck life. In traffic. From rum to mambo, are you having a drink to having a dance? And mm. um, I'm in a traffic jam. Fair enough. He's like that, Joe, isn't he? Uh, well, you, you moan about it, but that's deep. I, a guy that I knew, I uh, I was a Cub Scout for a while, and a guy that I knew was a little what, bit older than me. And was he, called Joe? He, was, he wasn't called Joe, no, he was, he was called uh, James Bagshaw. And he was a little bit older, and he'd done French at school. And I Jim the Bagshaw? Jim the Bagshaw, <laughs> James the Bagshaw, yeah. And he said, <clears throat> I remember him distinctly saying to me, of course, it's not Joe Le Taxi, because it's French, it's Joe Le Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, Bagshaw, you're a plonk. <laughs> it's not, it's Joe. And it, yeah, so... Uh, he he was he was playing the taxi because uh, Jouet is uh, is to play Jouet football <laughs> Jouet taxis. <laughs> he's, he's got his mouth around the door spike. So was Joe Jouetting jo- a taxi? Joe was playing his taxi, Mambo and Rum. Rum to it Mambo. It went on to top the singles chart in France for eleven weeks. I'm not surprised. Uh, and then commonly for a French language song at that time was released in the UK the following year. Where it's number three. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, I thought number four, but number three. That's pretty is about, decent. Right? Yeah, it's it's one of those classic French. Like the French, dare I say, love to have a young, attractive girl singing a song. It's that Lolita complex, isn't it? There's a load of yeah. I didn't want to say that, but it is, French, isn't it? It there's is. A, there's a, there's a song that was out about ten years ago, actually called Moi Lolita. Um, by some oh, French girl God. who was about fifteen years old, oh, God. and it and it is that that whole idea. They uh, well, I don't know. It's it's not the first, and it's not going to be the last. And it is that Lolita complex with the, with the girls. Well, I think I think of that era. I mean, we're looking. Okay, we're going back in time today. It's top of the pops, <clears> and we know the dodginess that happened in sort of top of the pops yeah, yeah. And, and that era with certain people. But um, but even of, of that time, that you know, you you are selling a for you know. <laughs> I mean, the link is now to Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's quite a nice link. But um, you can't really sell a 14-year-old girl as a pop star. No. Make her look all sexy with a sort of gap in her tooth, which no, is no. sort of a sign and of virility. It's, um, it's kind it's, of different for us to, it's to weird. just to kind of put some clarification on it. It's difficult, different for us to look back at Vanessa Parody because I was like 12 years old at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being a 12-year-old boy fancying a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. And that is okay. Yeah. But for older pe- older men, it's like, I mean, now, like, if you put a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old girl on top of the pop singing a song, I, like, I see a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Of course, it's a, yeah. 
She did have another good song, I seem to remember. Um, she, had a, she had a song a bit later on, back in sort of the nineties. So it was a long time after. Yeah, it she had another really good song, and I can't. I think she might have written it Kylie and Manic Street Peace. Yeah, it was. Were Yeah, she was in black leather. Yeah. and uh, uh, I think it was well. She was married to Johnny Depp. I'm going to say that that's of course because then she married <laughs> Monsieur Depp, and of course um, her her sort of fame um, lasted a bit longer, but. Um, for me, she she would always be known as Joe. She would always be Joe Taxi. She will always be Joe Taxi. Be my baby. That's what she. I, I didn't I didn't buy it as a single, but I had it on. Uh, now that's what I call music. Whatever that year was, or hits, whatever <laughs> number it was, and it was on that. And I used to listen to it quite a lot. It's a good. It's a good tune. It's a good, really good tune. It's it's easy going. It's about a bloke in a taxi. It's, yeah, my, my, let's be honest. My slight dubious thing about it that is, apart from the fact she was fourteen, cappy toothed, um, someone was trying to some some rich kind of music executive was trying to make some money out of her for her sexiness. Was a what? Who is this bloke called Joe? Why was she in a taxi with him? He was driving. He's driving the taxi. What was she in a taxi on her for? She had to get home. Well, where's she been? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't specify. I don't speak French. She meant to go through the lyrics. Does it say? Well, okay. It says um, he um, he's yellow sack. His yellow sax, which I hope is not a typo, knows all the roads by heart, all the little bars, all the black corners. I think that is and a type. I think that's his yellow taxi. No, it says son saxo jean. I think it's like saxophone. Connaît les rupaco. Knows all the road by hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tous les petits bars, tous les coins. I can't say, I can't do this. Um, and it's but it's basically, she's, she needs to get home. And she's getting in a taxi. I Don't mean, forget, okay, she's 14, but she's supposed to be being, like, coming back from a party because that's the, the whole idea of what they're trying to sell, aren't they? You know, okay, I've got to be honest. Here, who, where's Mr. Paradise? I mean, he's, he's obviously well, swanning off somewhere, leaving his 14-year-old daughter running a mock with fucking some bloke called Joe. Let's be honest. If you've got a name called Mr. Paradise, you're probably doing something <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, he owns yeah. either a fleet of yachts or a nightclub, <laughs> and he's a massive exactly. dealer somewhere. Exactly, he's just enjoying himself somewhere <laughs> as Mr. Paradis. He probably we, owns. Let me go to him. Let me go to him. What's your name? Is that Monsieur Paradis? I guess. Pardonnez-moi, Monsieur. Entrez, entrez. Entrez, Monsieur Paradis. C'est vous de vous, Do you know that, what? In France, Joe the Taxi is the 84th best-selling single of all time. Well, and I, and I don't disbelieve that. I don't disbelieve that. I had a French song of mine, but I couldn't find it to, uh, when, it, when I was talking about when I went on French exchange, there was this song, and it was basically a French bloke, and it, I remember it being on the TV, and it was in black and white, and he had long hair, and it was basically to the music of I'll Be There by the, um, uh, the Four Tops, yeah. I'll be there. But it's basically him going, j'adonnage, or something like that, and I can't remember what he was actually singing. But it was like number four in the French charts at the time, and it was it was massive, and everyone was loving it, loving it. And I was thinking, this is this is the four tops, surely. Le quatre top, le quatre top, but no, some uh, man avec les grandes uh, cheveux, oh, uh, yeah. uh, le uh, blanc, le blanc cheval, cheval. <laughs> it might have been on a grand cheval, <laughs> but it was it, the video was in. Uh, uh, noir et blanc, and um, oh, he was there. Was it the, the thing that I remember clearly is he was like, ha! 
like that at the at the point just before the I'll be there. So, yeah. And it and it had ding 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 ha done Um I was looking for it all over YouTube, couldn't find it, so that's left the list. Um, left the list. Left the <laughs> le, le list is that might have been well, that might have been above the eighty four best selling single of all time. Well they did love it, so <laughs> it's not Tom Jones, is it? I was going to say it was going to be a Welsh Tom Jones, but a French Tom Jones. <laughs> Listen, so that's my that's my uh, that's my probably my last song. That's apparently Joe Taxi. Okay, I so think, I think I think it's better than Despacito. I think it's a lot better than Despacito um, for a number of reasons. Uh, well, let's should we let's go straight on with the with the last, absolutely last, no <laughs> more. Um, uh, and this is a song I've picked out that is is. Uh, I don't know. This is everything. This song. It's musically better. It's a memory song. It's a memory song for both of us. It's uh, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful tune. It is the awesome Georges Benjour with Taj Mahal. So let's have a, a listen to that now because it's awesome. <laughs> There we go, George Benjour, Taj Mahal. Well, do I need to say anything else? It's it's another one. <laughs> I think I've picked an absolute dare, dare I say banger. There, it's, it's uh, such a toe tapper, isn't it? It's a real toe tapper. It's I, I love the way it kind of builds up. It's very uh, it's very calm and uh, collected at the beginning, and and he shows off some real guitar skills at the beginning. Just that kind of flamenco mm. sort of drift into the middle and, and and then it builds and builds and builds and then just becomes the which which is just a fantastic riff and uh, I think he's, he must have come up he, obviously from the songwriting point of view I think he probably came up with that that, that first didn't he and thought right that's a such a hook you know, and every song has a hook yeah. and I think Let's, let's work out a way of building up to it and really, really build it. <laughs> Long yeah, and I think, you know, it's such a great build-up, isn't it? And anyone listening will probably know that hook as, uh, as Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? Um, and it, and he, we... we uh, I mean, the whole thing about this song is we, we both went to Brazil yeah. um, and, you know, we, we, we found, found out about it there and, uh, and kind of loved it and, we, you know, discussing it there and we found out that... Rod Stewart actually was taken to court by Georges Benjour and uh, for for stealing for stealing that riff or taking that riff. I don't know whether he stole it. Don't want any libel cases. But he t- he took that riff and Georges Benjour managed to prove that he'd written that beforehand and and he uh, Rod Stewart had to pay him royalties for it. And but it, it's just great. It's just a great great. Um, uh, it, it's a great song, and it's. I, I mean, we used to, we used to sing it. Used to, ju- <laughs> almost be jumping out of cabinets, going ba 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 da 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 in each other's faces. But it is that sort of excitement to it. It's, it's got that 
the, I mean, and, and that kind of summed up the whole trip. I suppose it's another memory. Song, it is about the whole song, trip into into Brazil was all about. Bah, 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 da, da, da. It was. And again, he really didn't really care what the song. I mean, yeah, the fact is, referencing <coughs> another place that's not in, mm. know, a different place other than a Brazilian because he's a Brazilian singer, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the Taj Mahal, but like you know, it's. it's it, and this is where kind of language aside, it doesn't matter. It's about the music, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, that is uh, like most Brazilian music. It's got such a such a flavourful sort of music to it that, and a rhythm to it that you just want to kind of move and groove and and uh, you know. It's it it, 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 such a you know Brazil, Brazilian music as ever mentioned. Inevitably, Georges Benjour. Excuse me, please come on. Um, Georges Benjour is always mentioned. It is a brilliant song, and I defy anyone uh, not to hear that riff done by him in that song and not want to... I mean, I've played it to people in with that kind of all-knowing, oh, yes, you know, uh, Rod Stewart's uh, song, blah, 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 was originally by yes. George Benjour. And I play it to people and they go, what, this is, uh, what do you mean this is? And I go, listen, just wait, just wait. And then it kicks in and and, and you can see the rise light up. It, it makes me want to get up and dance. It makes me want to jump about. It makes me want to George Benjour myself around and... Uh, and it, and it, yeah, and I suppose we're quite. I'm quite aware we've chosen songs again, which come kind of from from yesteryear. Mm. There's probably loads of songs we've not mentioned. Um, yeah, and the five better, which I think we found five better easily from uh, yeah, the think. choice we mentioned. I mean, I I, I had like um, a classic song, La Bamba by Richie Valance, which yeah. was, which was made famous by Los Bombos, uh, Los Los Bombos, Los, <laughs> um, uh, Los, Los Lobos, Lobos, Los yeah. Lobos in 1987, 88. From the film La Mamba, um, which I think is equally as that's it. great. Again, that's than another brilliant Despacito, and it's a classic song, and La Bamba's got it all. And another one which is go. I don't know what the words mean, but it sounds yeah. great. Um, but it's one that everyone tries to sing along to. Well, again, and I think everyone. actually it's also the song which is a standard song which is <coughs> taken from. I think I mentioned last episode, episode two about the um, I'll see you in my dreams, the song which is established in nineteen twenties and. People mm. do versions of it. This La Bamba song was done by many people before Richie Valens. Yeah, yeah. But and I think everyone does their own it. sort of everyone does their own sort of verses of it. So yeah, it was, it was a song that was really bringing song. him to prominence, wasn't it? Before he was in, unfortunately, the uh, the plane crash with yeah. uh, with Big Bopper and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy uh, Buddy Holly. Yeah. Um, other, so I mentioned, I mentioned that, but what have you got? Other, other ones that I had, I had Denis Denis. Uh, or Denis by um, and I know that was a bit of a crowbar because they, it's yeah. Dennis basically in a French I'm not sure accent. you can yeah. say someone's name is a foreign song but then it's just but, a name isn't it but I don't know I mean if you'd have said uh, Martin instead of Martin or um, well, no, I, I get that you know but but I don't, I don't, Denis I instead of Dennis I mean obviously it's a song about Dennis Taylor uh, I thought about Les Dennis uh, or Les Dennis and, and their eyes are so yeah, did he, did he? I always thought Dennis Taylor because with those glasses you could see his eyes better and uh, you know yeah. that, that, a lot of my French um, uh, speaking GCSE came from that song with Les Yeux Bleus and uh, well Martin was a taxi so I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I get talk about traffic jam the whole time maybe <laughs> <laughs> the French examiner had a right wonder what was going on. Um, a, a lot of Manu Chow I wanted to put in. I, um, I thought Manu Chow. Uh, Minya Valera or uh, um, Je ne t'aime plus. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Megustas. Megustas. Uh, I mean, he sings in about four languages, doesn't he? He definitely does French, Spanish and Portuguese, but yes. I, I think there's another, English, but, um, another sneaky one in there. 
But he's, I, a, he's always one of my favourites, Manu Chow, because I remember that it's one of the few artists I've ever introduced you to. You didn't indeed. introduce me Yeah, no, completely. And I remember going, I remember we were sat in Hampstead Heath in the, uh, uh, in the sunshine, and I said, you've got to listen to this. And he said, is this Fu Manchu business? <laughs> and then it immediately had to hammer the album to death straight yeah. after you hear, heard a few of the songs. And Again, another one of its time and of its kind, like that was a memory, wasn't it? That, mm. that whole era of... of yeah, yeah, early two thousands and Manu Chow. I mean, we could have put um, Siajabula by the uh, <laughs> Bushman of the Kal- Kalahari. Kalahari Bushman. Kalahari Bushman. Which um, are they brought out? Yeah, they were the Bushman of the Kalahari or the Kalahari yeah. Bushman. Either way round, but that was uh, they were good. That was it. That was a constant <laughs> to see and. But, it's a niche, a niche concert. Very I, niche, man. Yeah. I wanted to put in my obscure song, Agnes Day, which is <coughs> the Lamb of God, as a, 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 mm. a well-known title for Jesus uh, from the Gospel. But um, the ver- version by Rufus Wainwright of, of the Want Two album, the opening track, which I thought was a, a nice sort of, la- uh, it's a great opening to a, to a wicked album. But um, um, and I like Rufus Wainwright. I think he's brilliant. It's quite he epic. Is your I'm He's sure. one of my favourites. Yeah, him, yeah. Him, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't had more of him already. But we're only on three. But well, so three. And Nick, I'm not Nick Drake. Yeah, I've uh, not found. I've not found sort of space for them yet. But um, that was, and that's not his greatest song. But it's a really good, good song for his kind of style. But um, and it's quite sort of divine, and, uh, religious. But yeah, I didn't mention that because um, I thought thought it didn't quite suit. And and we uh, uh, one of the ones that I thought was nine sig nine. Luftballons. We mentioned that. Episode um, but we one, mentioned we? that in episode yeah, yeah. one, so I didn't. I didn't feel I could. I could go back to that. So, do we think yeah. we found five better songs? I think we found six better songs. We've talked about six. We found six. I think the ones we mentioned afterwards are better songs as yeah. well. I think. Um, I think I can. I could only think of one that wasn't that I knew that wasn't better, and that was a Ricky Martin song that he sung in his own language um, that I thought oh, wasn't better than this Oh yeah, Living La Vida Loca. But that's a better song, but there's another yeah. one. That <laughs> I like Living La Vida Loca. It's, it's quite good. Um, it's, yeah. it's pacey. It's, uh, so there we go. We've, so we've found, we've, we've found five, at so, least five better songs than Despacito. Um, yeah, so Youth of Today, you're, you're, dare I say, your new songs are rubbish. Yeah, you've got to find loads of old songs like we have. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've, got to, you've got to get old, either lose your hair or go grey. <laughs> and... Uh, and see what see what happens. So we've got episode four coming up soon, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna pretty stray away from this of the youth market. And uh, mm. we've done so we've done senses, we've done colours, we've done foreign titles oh, without being too racist. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then obviously we've got we've got, we've got we've got a couple in the pipeline, you and I, haven't we? So yeah. um, we're gonna we'll do a little text back and forth. Like, yeah, we're gonna like do some text back and forwards. We've got one one. Well, we've got two definites, in the, and yeah. then we'll pick up a few more. We're gonna try and get. Um, Another two done in the next couple of weeks and, and see where we go from there. Yeah. So if you are listening, by God, thank you. And uh, just if you to get the opportunity, forward this on to anyone and, and we'll see where we go from there. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, just last thing, sorry, just uh, if you want to join in the debate, please go on to at 5 Better Podcasts and um, tweet your answers for better songs of the last three podcasts and yeah. you know, get get involved definitely cool nice one we'll see you soon take care Bye. adios adios <laughs> ciao five better five better five better podcast five better podcast
Bye better, bye better podcast.